2: Knee. welcome to tonight's Andrea K show. Happy Friday Eve! Always enjoy being with you guys, no matter what day of the week it is. I am Andrea K, dynamite in a dress, busting through the hype, the hyperbole, and the hypocrisy, like I do every night of the week here on FM ninety six point one in North County San Diego, and AM eleven seventy. Also coming at y'all on Facebook as well as Twitter. You can really follow me and and hear me in a variety of different ways. I I don't usually mention it, but I should probably remind everybody that there's also a podcast that you can uh, listen to tonight's show at some point down the road or any of the past shows by going to the website, which is new now that we've added FM to it. It's TheAnswerSanDiego.com. So thank you all for tuning in, however you are listening right now. And you know what? There has never been a more important time to listen. I almost forgot. How could I do it? How could I have forgotten? Oh, he's shaking his head at me right now. He's like, you almost moved on. You almost forgot to mention the most important aspect of the show. Uh, it, and truly, it, I would not be coming at y'all no matter how you're listening without the one,
3: the only DJ Carrot Sticks. Sometimes you have carrot sticks coming at you in the middle of the night. And they're everywhere, you know, these carrot sticks. You just have to be real careful. <laughs>
2: We are about 50 days away from the greatest choice that America's ever had to make in the, in the midterm elections, in any election. And I know it's been said before, but I don't think it's ever been more true than now. Because the choice has never been more clear about what's at stake for America. I've been talking for a long time about the truth behind the Democrat Party. I had Aaron Klein and Brenda J. Elliott, who wrote the book Red Army, years ago on my show, in which they detailed the extent to which the socialists, and the Marxists had infiltrated the Democrat Party. But they'd done a really good job in hiding the truth about their their long-term agenda. And because they were hiding it while playing a really long game, the the choice in the past for Americans had had really been varying degrees of taxation, varying degrees of regulation, varying degrees of which, you know, the curriculums were under the control of the federal government versus at the local level. Varying degrees of what organizations were gonna be able to, you know, practice freely at schools, like Girl Scouts and Boy Scouts. But now now the choice that we have in America is literally Marxism versus the free market capitalist system on which this country was founded. You look across the board at the candidates we have as we go into the midterms, whether they are House of Representative candidates on the left, whether they are Senate candidates, whether they are running for governor in states like Florida, what you are seeing is Marxism on the menu. That's what you are seeing in one form of an we are talking about when, when you hear the word, and so many people uh, don't understand, really, it, and, and I don't want to waste time in tonight's show in debating this version of Marxism versus, versus this, this version of socialism. Here's all you need to know. When somebody is promising free anything, free health care, free college, free this, free that, what they are trying to get you to buy off on is Venezuela, that's the choice that we have in this country. And it's shocking to me and mind-numbingly crazy to me at this point in this time in America when we have the economic success, not only the history that we have in this country, we are the the country that has one of the newest countries in the history of the world. And yet, thanks to the system that we have in this country, we have created the greatest level of living and the greatest amount of prosperity for the greatest percentage of its citizens than any other citizen uh, country in the world. We have, because of that, It's not a coincidence that because of the the system that we have in this country, we are the country that has has developed every major technological innovation that has saved the world or advanced the world in the history of man. I'm talking about electricity, the light bulb, flight, the automobile, the computer. We are the ones, as we talked about, that were the first men on the moon. Every bit of this was because of the free market capitalist system that we have here and American culture of entrepreneurship and innovation. And that's what the left is fighting against. It doesn't even make sense. And they want you to buy into these platitudes of utopian garbage that sound beautiful on a bumper sticker, but end up where people are literally starving in the streets of Venezuela, trying to chase down dogs for food. That is the reality, but that's what's on the menu in these midterm elections. And there's a variety of different tactics in which, which they're trying to sell us Venezuela. They're trying to tell us that we can pay for it through taxation. We can't pay, we're already $20 trillion in debt. And the reality of the economics, Cynthia Nixon said recently, well, we need to pass it and then we can figure it out, figure out how to pay for it. That's insane. Do you go and uh, DJ carrot sticks, do you go and sign your name on, on a $150,000 car and say, well, I'm gonna figure out how I'm gonna pay for it later?
0: No way. No. You want to know the details.
2: You want to know the details. And here's the details. It is incredibly, that just goes to show that they know they can't pay for it. They don't care. They don't care that it can't be paid for because the ultimate end game is Venezuela. It's where you have a centralized system of power with complete control over the citizens deciding every aspect of your life. Ultimately, what is the choice going into November? Marxism versus the free market capitalist American system. It's really tyranny versus freedom. In addition to having no economic freedom, you will have no, uh, what's at stake is freedom of speech, freedom of religion, freedom individually in terms of national security. Because we also have a reminder this week of 9-11 and what's at stake there. It's about, it's, it's about an immigration system that either preserves an American culture and our safety, or we end up in a system, uh, in this multiculturalism that, that leads, that, where we have London turn into Londonistan, and where we've got a mayor over there saying that acts of terrorism are just a part of daily life. These are the choices that we have going into November. And the left really wants you to buy in to the, the the utopian fantasy that they are feeding Americans. They've got a tough sell because they're trying to sell this at a time in which we have the lowest unemployment in the history of America for African Americans as well as minorities. It is a time in which we have 4.2% GDP which with, with all liberals saying it couldn't happen. This is also at a time where, thanks to to, uh, lower taxes and regulations, we have a jumpstart in in businesses. During the entire eight years of President Obama, we had more businesses closing than we had starting, and that was the first time in America. So they've got an uphill battle to sell it, and they're going to try to prey on Americans, on, on, on emotion, as well as continuing to push the nonsense about the Mueller investigation and cr- crimes committed by President Trump, supposedly, which we know is, is all lies. We know that that investigation was based on falsehood and lies to illegally spy. Everything that happened last week in terms of the New York Times op-ed and other stuff was about trying to... They, they can't they can't sell this socialism Marxist crap with lies and truths and facts. So then the latest thing, their their insurance plan to the Mueller investigation is that Trump is somehow not mentally stable. It should be an easy slam dunk going into the midterms to think that we're going to win, and it will be a Republican wave. But I don't think we can take it for granted. Stay tuned because up next, the man who he, he's he's been right with all of his predictions in the past. We're going to see what he has to say about the midterm elections coming up. It's none other than fan favorite Gerard Lamero. Don't go anywhere. More Andre show coming up.
3: This. This.
4: This. This.
6: FM 96.1 North County AM 1170 San Diego. The answer.
1: Pastor Miles McPherson from The Rock Church invites you to join him for a very special simulcast event taking place Saturday, September 15th. A recent increase in high-profile, racially charged conflict has led well-meaning people to wonder what they can do to help alleviate racial tension in our churches, communities, and country. For one day, churches across the nation will open their doors partnering with other churches in the community to be a gathering place for conversation, learning, and healing. Pastor Miles has personally experienced racism and witnessed its devastating effects on the community and will share what he's learned about the healing power of God and its ability to unite racially diverse communities through God's principle of honor. Join us at our Point Loma campus September 15th at 9 a.m. Register for this free life-changing event by texting UNITY to 52525. Again, text the word UNITY to 52525 or visit AraceForUnity.com. That's AraceForUnity.com.
7: You can even qualify with just your Social Security income. To learn more, visit our website at aramco.biz, where you can ask questions, request more information, or sign up for our next workshop. Call Aramco at 866-600-1130. That's 866-600-1130, or visit aramco.biz. Aramco. Purchase. Refinance. Reverse. GRE
5: 01853626. NMLS
6: 27716. Not all borrowers qualify. If you're currently employed in a job that's not truly satisfying, ask yourself these questions. Is this what you want to be doing for the rest of your life? Is the money and the material things worth sacrificing your family time? This is Steve Brodsky, General Manager here at Salem, and we're experiencing tremendous growth. Right now, we're recruiting for an experienced digital and broadcast salesperson. We offer excellent pay and benefits in a work environment that's creative, respectful, productive, and fun. If you're a hard worker and you're willing to learn and you love to sell, submit your resume at salemmedia.com and we'll set up an interview right away. Salem is an equal opportunity employer. At the end of every single day, I lay my head on my pillow and I know that what we've done during the day has made a real difference. Maybe that makes sense to you too. Submit your resume today at salemmedia.com fm 96.1 am 1170 the answer
5: you're listening to the andrea k show on the answer san diego
0: Mm -hmm.
7: Mm -hmm. i love me is
2: that montel is that who that was from the 90s
0: this was next.
2: That was next. Too close. Oh, too close. That's one of my favorite smooth grooves from the 90s. You know who's smooth? It's my next ge- next. <laughs> I'm already giggling before I say it. I hope he's laughing at my calling him smooth. It's Gerard Lemero. Hey, Gerard.
4: Hi, how you doing?
2: Good. Hey, do you consider yourself smooth like a smooth
4: operator, Gerard? <laughs> I don't know. I never <laughs> thought of that word. <laughs> <laughs> well, what i what I relax with is I go to the health club and work out. I lift weights and do all sorts of, cardio things and that's yeah. how I relax. Yeah. It takes my mind off of uh, work. And you know what? It's so important to do
2: that. It, it, particularly right now Gerard where everything is so heated it's so divisive. The left has worked so hard over the last eight years. I mean immediately as soon as President Obama took office he began to divide with his uh, accusation that a Boston police officer you know, was racist and then of course when it wasn't true he had the beer summit. I, I said right then and there if I had been that police officer I would not have gone and had a beer with Obama and reward Rewarded him for his divisiveness. And from that moment on, you know, he was constantly rewarded for his accusations that America is a racist country, his lies and pushing false narratives for the purpose of dividing us. But it didn't, you know, it didn't work. We ended up it, to a certain degree because the American people rejected that in 2016. You were one of the few people who predicted that President Trump would win in 2016. Yes?
4: yeah absolutely and you know what there's no blue wave coming there's no blue ripple coming there's no blue drip coming it is absolutely a conservative wave and as i heard today by somebody else uh, uh, who had similar thinking to me and that said that in 2020 it's going to be a red tsunami
2: well that's interesting because when I, i i'm 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 cautiously optimistic because I, in my open, I was talking about the real choice that Americans have because the left has come completely open. They're open kimono now that they really are for Marxist. Principles yeah. and a Marxist agenda, and the cl- the choice then is clear. In spite of the fact that they've done everything that that they can do by hijacking our school systems and our media to try to not not have it, have Americans know what Marxism means and what the end result is for everybody, um, we had Jim Carrey, uh, who you know right. was on he was on yeah. Bill Maher saying "Say yes to socialism." You know, I, I, you know, I, I'm concerned that there's Americans that are actually out there going to buy it, but it doesn't make sense that they should buy it because we've got 4.2 percent GDP, we've got the lowest unemployment for blacks and other minorities in this country in history. We've got the, for the highest uh, job satisfaction it, since 2005. We've got consumer confidence at pretty much an all-time high. This should be a time in which Americans should clearly reject any of this nonsense from the left. However, they have won some, they have won some special elections. So how confident are you in predicting a red
4: wave going into these midterms? Oh, I'm very confident. I'm going to give you an example of one that I think is going to shock people. California's CD16, Congressional District 16, Elizabeth hang is running against incumbent Democrat Jim Costa and uh, he's got all sorts of money. She doesn't have as much money, but it looks to me like she's going to carry that district. She's doing a great job by being essentially a visionary conservative, uh, trying to tell people what, what direction is best for the country, and people in that district seem to be buying it. it looks to me like you know all the, the, the talking heads in Washington, D.C. think, oh, that's another Democrat vote. You know, They're just writing off CD16 because it's been Democratic for a while. But you know what? It looks to me... By by the way, it's Fresno in that area, mm-hmm. and that, and it looks to me like she's going to pull up uh, off an upset. And what I call that is a blue bubble that's about to burst. And there are a bunch of different blue bu- uh, blue bubbles that are about to burst because the message of Donald Trump, the message of conservative Republicans, is so strong. This time around mm-hmm. that they're bursting these bubbles mm-hmm. and these people are going to be in a state of shock in November.
2: Do you think the bubble was was an example of the bubble being burst was the fact that the other day Obama had a rally at a 15,000 person arena and you know there were there was more people at my local Petco for a little ad- pet adoption. Uh, You know, event last week and then showed up at his rally. I think like 750 people showed up.
4: I mean, he didn't even have enough people in the state, in the stadium there to even do a proper wave. I know, well, it goes back to just like uh, Hillary when she had her campaign, uh, you know, uh, she'd go to a place and nobody'd show up except, you know, the media. And I think it's the same thing here. These people are out of touch with the, the American voters. They're out of touch with what they want. And they think, they seem to keep trying to tell themselves that they're, you know, this elite group that knows better than everybody else. But you know what? They're wrong. Obama took his party down straight downhill. I mean they lost so many seats. He lost a hundred seats in the House and the Senate combined during his administration. That's incredible. A hundred seats in the wow. House plus the Senate. And 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 right now he's coming back thinking he's gonna save the party because you know why he's come back? You know why he came back last week? Why? The reason is because they see the conservative wave coming and they're getting desperate because mm-hmm. they can't they can't find any way Uh, to change the American people's viewpoint that conservative policies are better, that Trump is better. They like what Trump is doing. I'm, gosh, there was one uh, Democrat who really came up with something good uh, in the last few days. He said, I can't believe it. He said, I voted against Trump, but I'm voting for Trump next time. He said, he's doing everything right. Yeah. Well, you know what? It it was a far
2: left dude, James Carville from Louisiana, who said it's the economy stupid. And the tough thing for these Marxists right now is to try to convince the American people that they really aren't better off when they know that they are. So they're trying to do this, free this and free that um, with and telling people like cynthia nixon did well you know just let's just pass universal health care and we'll figure out later how to pay for it and it's like you know it's insane what do you think the impact is going to be on the midterms for all of the mind numbingly disrespectful off the rails histrionic craziness in the kavanaugh hearings
4: oh gosh uh you know i i really think everything they're doing is just hurting themselves Most Americans right now, most voters think that the Kavanaugh hearings are strictly a political stunt by the Democrats, uh, and that uh, they have no entitlement to keep him from being, uh, you know, raised up to the Supreme Court. So, you know, there's going to be a vote in another week or so. He's going to get appointed. He's going to take office the first week in October when the term starts for the next Supreme Court. And uh, the remnants in the voters' minds will be, oh, another thing that the Democrats are trying to block. It mm-hmm. didn't work. Of course not, because they were off on – the deep end yeah. that's the Americans and same thing with Mueller boy. Yeah. And you know what? That's going to blow up this week. We had a big revelation, uh, about, uh, a new, as if we didn't have enough, uh, text messages between, uh, Lisa page and, and Strzok. They have a new one about where Strzok talks about the, uh, the strategy You know the strategy they were using to dump on Trump, and it was and it was released. These are leaks by the FBI, Department of Justice, to the media to try to influence things and hurt Donald Trump. And right after that, there was a big uh, media uh, article that and a bunch of other articles right after that about how Carter Page, you know, had this interaction with the Russians. And you know what? It was a bunch of based on a bunch of leaks that the FBI and DOJ were there trying to hurt Trump. And that just went to uh, Rod Rosenstein. I I imagine he got sick to his stomach. He may be getting an ulcer reading the letters from Mark Meadows and and others from Congress because they're closing in on them big time. And I think uh, think, uh, we're going to see them – also in deep trouble
2: yeah I think that that's one of the reasons why Obama came out because I think that you know he was they I, they're so concerned that if Trump uh, if uh, Trump ushers them to uh, Trump let me backtrack Obama coming out has turned this into a, pre, a presidential a referendum but everybody knows that Trump is 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 on the um, the ticket going into these midterms and so what's at stake is President Trump, even though he's not on the ballot going into the midterms, what Obama's concerned about is that if the Republican Party keeps power going into the midterms, then Trump's going to replace Sessions. They're going to still have control of both houses of the Cong- uh, of Congress. And if we get a proper AG in, that means some serious trouble for all these deep state operatives. And it just might make it all the way to Obama. Now, I really don't, I'm not going to sit here uh, with any holding out any hope that President Obama or Hillary Clinton will ever um do a perp walk. I'm just not sure that that's going to happen, but I do think and you can tell me if you think that there's any, any possibility of that but I do think that there's a possibility with a proper attorney general that we will have struck page McCabe and others and, and uh actually be prosecuted and that we might actually route out the deep state.
4: Well, I think, this is what I think. I think uh, the House will stay cons- conser- will will stay Republican, but be more conservative than today. The Senate is going to have more seats that are Republican and be conservative as well. That, In other words, November election is a conservative win, solid. I think right after the election, I think Trump is going to ask Sessions to resign. Don't forget, Sessions has submitted a letter of resignation. Trump hasn't accepted it yet, but he's still holding on to it. Right. And he can accept it any day. I I think he will accept that letter, and uh, Sessions will be history, Mm -hmm. and I think that Rod Rosenstein will be immediately uh, uh, taken out of office, along with a few others that are still there in office somehow. And and by the way, you may not know it because it's not widely known, but uh, Rod Rosenstein right now is facing a grand jury uh, investigation. So he's already in trouble. Yeah. Well. Uh, Yeah.
2: Yeah. He should. There's absolutely no. Potentially. Yeah. There's absolutely no excuse for him to be the the, uh, deputy attorney general at this point. First and foremost, because he signed his name to those FISA warrants, which makes him a witness in an investigation. You're you're not supposed to be you're not supposed to be overseeing an investigation for which you are a party. And second of all, because of the the, what he was a witness to, you know, is 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 crimes, and so it just makes no uh, no sense. It is. I want to shift gears real quick in the final couple minutes I have with you, Gerard, because you know we. One of the things that's at stake going into these midterms is freedom of speech. And the whole thing with social media kind of has me you know, perplexed. I'm kind of reclumped because I'm somebody that my, my freedom of speech and my first amendment rights is so precious to me. And conservatives are being silenced all day long, being suppressed on Facebook, Twitter, Google, and everywhere. However, they are free enterprises. They're the, these are private enterprises and I'm squeamish about government regulations. What do you think the solution is? If any, when you've got private enterprises like this, that, you know, are suppressing conservative speech.
4: Well, there's lots of history for uh, you know private enterprise having to be regulated, and I think in this case, when any private enterprise becomes a monopoly, let's face it, Google is a monopoly for search, Twitter and Facebook are monopolies for communications. Let's just say that you wanted to call up Verizon and get a new cell phone today, mm-hmm. okay? Let's say you want to do that, and they said to you, "What is your political status and ideology, uh, Andrea?" And you said, "Well, I'm a conservative talk radio show host." And they said, well, I'm sorry, you're not allowed. We can't let you have a Verizon phone. He, he would be like stunned, shocked. Right. If your gas, if your electric, if your water utilities were regulated so that uh, conservatives couldn't get water and they started, you know, dying of thirst, uh, it would be absurd. When you have a monopoly, it has to be regulated if those monopolies aren't fair and treat everybody equal. I mean, it's a, a special form of discrimination. Mm-hmm. Just like you have sexual discrimination, racial discrimination, uh, religious discrimination, you can't you can't have any of those, and you can't have political discrimination. I would say if the free market doesn't come up with some quick solutions, where we have instead of Twitter, we have something else like Twitter, uh, where where freedom of speech is protected, and all conservatives migrate over, if you don't have that within a relatively short period of time, one to two years, it will be regulated, as will Google, YouTube, Facebook, they will be regulated as a public utility, Mm -hmm. and everyone should have access to it. I mean, just think of it. I mean, You're not supposed to say anything that offends a couple of executives at the top of a company? What kind of dictatorship is that? Yeah, we had freedom of speech. Yeah. In
2: this week of 9-11, let's remind everybody who was censored this week. uh, Barack Obama decides to break protocol and do something mind numbingly disrespectful and obnoxious and come out against President Trump and says that Benghazi, in which 30 Americans' lives were at risk, four Americans ended up dying— uh, in, in a uh, as a result of a terrorist attack that was um, foreseen after uh, if hundreds of requests for security were placed by the people on the ground in, in Libya. They were denied by Hillary Clinton as Secretary of State. So four Americans died. They they proceeded to try to cover it up and lie to the American people and lie to the victims. And Barack Obama says in his speech it was a conspiracy. So uh, Tonto, Chris Peranto, tweets out, who was one of the people who stood for 13 hours trying to defend Americans there and he tweets out that no it was not a conspiracy, Barack Obama, and Twitter shuts him down. Meanwhile Hamas terrible. Hamas, a terrorist organization, has a Twitter account, but Tonto doesn't?
4: That's insane. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know the greatest act of immorality of socialism is their attack on truth. They absolutely reject truth and lie incredibly in every direction you turn. And that's an example of it right there. I mean, that is absolutely absurd that Americans don't have free free speech and the ability to criticize their government, especially when it's justified in this case. Absolutely. Those four Americans died, including an ambassador. Yes, absolutely. Uh, and that's really what's at stake
2: going into this election. It's socialism or Marxism. You know, there's various iterations, but, you know, they, whether it's socialism or Marxism, it's uh, those are the systems that have resulted in hundreds of millions of lives being slaughtered and lost in a variety of different ways and means and has resulted in nothing but starvation and misery amongst the citizens. It is tyranny versus liberty, and that's what's at stake. Gerard Lemero, thank you so much for being here, my friend.
4: Great to be with you. You're a great spokesman for freedom and free markets and for this American democratic Republic.
2: Thank you so much, Gerard. Have a great day. You too. All right. Now stay tuned, Andrew and Keisha listeners, because when we come back from the break in this week of nine 11, you know, hashtag everybody says, never forget. We, well, you know, you know how far we have forgotten. We have forgotten to the point to where in our school districts, we are allowing Islam to be proselytized to students. Bob Walters, our education expert, will be here to discuss. Don't go anywhere, more Andrea K. Show coming up.
5: Want more Andrea K? Follow her on Twitter at Andrea K. Show and like her Facebook
3: page at Andrea K, spelled K A Y E. The goal of your small business is
1: to make money. So why do you give so much of it to the IRS? The Small Business Tax Specialists at AV Arias offer proven, proactive, performance-driven strategies so you keep more of your hard-earned money and give less to the IRS. Call Al Arias at AV Arias Company, your small business tax specialists. 619-296-2123. 619-296-2123. Online at avariasco.com.
5: The fall semester is here and already started, but a few of these half-off tuitions are still left. So it's your last chance to get your student a private education. Give them the very best education possible for half price with the Answer San Diego's half-off tuition program. Debbie was paying for her grandson's private education. When they go to a private school, they're being taught about happy things instead
8: of coming home with some of the different things that they are going to learn in public school that you don't have any kind of control over. But paying
5: for his private school was a challenge. My daughter
8: is a single parent, and my husband and I, the grandparents, have been helping her
5: with a lot of different things. Having to retire. We can't really afford that very much anymore. For advice to the Answer San Diego family? Look into their half-price tuition. I'm just very happy with the whole program. Can you believe the fall semester is already here? Classes are filling up fast and registration will close soon. Go to theanswersandiego.com to see the list of half-off tuitions still available right now. Then call us at 844-800-5757 and secure your child's place now. That's 844-800-5757. 844-800-5757.
1: This is Albert Moogler for townhall.com. Could the transgender revolution really be fueled by a social dimension, a social contagion? That's what a current and now very controversial peer-reviewed study has found. The headline from The Economist in London was this. Why are so many teenage girls appearing in gender clinics? The author of the academic study discovered that there is a clear social dimension, a contagion of what's called gender dysphoria, particularly among adolescent girls and young women. So what does it mean? It means the recent spike in transgender identity may be attributable in large measure to the influence of other young women in the same place at the same time within a definable set of relationships or going to similar places on the Internet. You may have sensed this already by observation and intuition. Now, the academic research supports it. I'm Albert Moby.
6: The Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. Got an email last night from a lady in Florida who doubted my sincerity about Relief Factor until she tried it. She tried Relief Factor. In her case, it took her almost three weeks, and she woke up pain-free. Relief Factor was the answer she's been looking for. This makes the, the my 60 seconds uh, to tell you about Relief Factor some of the happiest times of my day, because I know people are going to get the relief that they've been craving. You can get all the pain relief benefits of Relief Factor without the negative side effects of ibuprofen or prescription drugs. Physicians created Relief Factor as a crucial way to support the body's fights against aches and pains. So no matter your Age, maybe you're just too sore after a great workout at the gym, or if you're like me and you're of a certain age and you want to start dealing with the aches and pains of life, give Relief Factor a try. The three week quick start is 1995. Try it for three weeks. It's 1995. Decide if it's for you or not. ReliefFactor.com, ReliefFactor.com, or call 800 500 8384. 800 500 8384. Relief Factor. FM 96.1. AM 1170. The answer.
5: You're listening to The Andrea K Show on The Anchor San Diego.
2: Come yeah, on, let's get down, let's get down, let's down. Yeah, let's get down, let's get down, let's get down. DJ Carrot Sticks playing some of my favorite songs, throwback jams to the 90s.
0: I know you love your 90s R&B.
2: I do. And you know who else I love? I love my friend Bob Walters, because he always gets down with me, because we get into the lowdown, and the, we go deep, deep underground into what's happening in these school districts because uh, you know and once we started doing these seg- these segments I can't tell you how many people have said to me that they were completely shocked I hear it all the time when I'm out with friends at dinner just like this past weekend or, you know, just as even my hair gal the other day, last week, I was telling me she was shocked to hear some of this stuff going on. And these are parents that are involved in the PTA. You know, they go, you know, they meet with the school teachers and get updates on how their kids are doing. But they have no idea the extent to which the left has hijacked our schools and, and, and indoctrinated our children into all levels of socialism, Marxism. And Islam and in this week of 9-11 in which we're so we always use the hashtag never forget it's really important to understand how far we've gone how much we have forgotten about what happened on 9-11 2001 joining me now to discuss this is Bob Walters who wrote the book facing reality and American education hey Bob welcome back to the show as always
8: uh, thank you good to be on this the
2: this topic tonight just makes me want to stab myself in the eyeball with a pen That on 9 11, we had twin towers taken down by Islamic terrorists, 3,000. Americans and others in the Twin Towers murdered, slaughtered, and that was just the beginning of it because we also know there was the, there was the Pentagon, there was the field in Pennsylvania. We also know that this created it it wreaked havoc on lives around the world and economically for America. And to and, and immediately after Twitter started, there was the hashtag never forget and I've been talking for years. Don't tell, don't hashtag, don't send, don't tweet out never forget anymore when you are allowing Uh, creeping sharia in this country and when you are allowing our court system which is is being taken over with sharia when we are allowing terrorist organizations like the council for american islamic relations to take over our school districts and teach islam in our schools
8: yeah it's really um, it's kind of scary and pathetic at the same time
2: it is the Freedom of Conscious Defense uh, Fund uh, has has most recently come out against uh, the, the the. Here's the most recent. I mean, we can go back, going back since uh, 2001. Shortly, uh, and this article is from World uh, Net Daily. In 2001, to give you a little history here, right after the 9/11 attacks, we had seventh graders in Byron, California, were taught the, a three-week course on Islam. This is right after. September 11th, 2001, that required them to learn 25 Islamic terms, 20 Proverbs, Islam's five pillars of faith, 10 key Islamic prophets and disciples. Uh, They had to recite from the Quran, wear a robe during class, adopt a Muslim name, and stage their own holy war dice game. That was in 2001. Since then, we had uh, 2003. We had a Muslim leader who was convicted on terror related charges he helped write the religious expression in public schools guidelines issued by Bill Clinton in 2006 we had a school in Oregon that taught Islam by having students study and learn Muslim prayers and dress as Muslims these are just a few of the examples here this is and and parents have no idea most parents have no idea that this is going on
8: it's pretty severe in fact even in San Diego you've got the Carver Elementary School in 2007 that accommodated the 100 Somali students that transferred into the school by setting up prayer rooms for them to have a time for themselves and, and their religion during school hours. which They don't allow the Christians or the Jewish kids to do that, but they did the Muslims.
2: Absolutely. So that's that's why are we the the latest story that came out out of Gilroy uh, this past week was because this Muslim, one Muslim high school student complained that she was bullied after Trump got elected. They of course now the the uh, liberal media has made this this I think it's a girl made her a star in in media circles. Um, so the school board met. One Muslim student complained she's been bullied. So the district decided to engage in quote great partnerships with the. Again, Council for American Islamic Relations, uh, in order to conduct Islamophobia presentations and lecture students. Um, The organization that's pushing back against this, the Freedom of Conscious Defense Fund, has said when school districts allow sectarian groups to advance their agendas under the guise of promoting tolerance, they place political correctness over the spiritual and psychological well-being of their school children true. And they go also to say the First Amendment forbids CARES efforts to indoctrinate students. This is a violation of our separation uh, our, our courts have gone on to uh, say that you cannot teach we're supposed to have separation of church and state in our schools so we are we have allowed a front group for hamas a terrorist organization of which care is to subvert the constitution we can't even have christmas on school calendars anywhere bob but we've got a terrorist organization going into our schools and indoctrinating kids into islam the the parent for this kid up in Gilroy said that one of the reasons why she objected is because uh, she was taken aback by an assignment her daughter uh, that in, for her daughter that involved a, a, a story that linked Islam to a stoning in Afghanistan. Well, too bad, Bob, because you know what? Those stonings that happen to women is a part of Islam, is it not?
8: Oh, it's, it's really pathetic. It's bad. In fact, another thing, and even in the textbooks. Uh, The Textbook Council just announced uh, with a report they put out that seventh-grade textbooks describe Islam in in glowing language. They portray Christianity in a harsh light and treat Islam as as the model of interfaith tolerance, love, and kindness, And while the Christians wage war of aggression and kill Jews and otherwise uh, provide uh, uh, horrible life for those around them, including the, the poor Muslim community. It's just pathetic. It's it, like. It's pathetic.
2: What? It's pathetic and it's lies. Was it really. Who, who really uh, has been waging a war against Jews? Yeah, I know. I mean, right? I mean, I, I think that's Hamas, yeah. of which CARE is a front group for Hamas. They are literally indoctrinating our children with propaganda to prop up Islam, the same ideology that has killed Americans. And they, uh, there's another. Um, uh, as part of this article that I read from World Net Daily, uh, World Net Daily, there is one school district that, um, uh, let's see, that says that they're they're teaching that this was um, the Teachers Curriculum Institute said Islamic. This is what they're teaching children: Islamic Jihad is an effort by Muslims to convince others to take up worthy causes, such as funding medical research. No, is it Jihad Bob? is involved with with what we saw with taking down the Twin Towers. Islamic Jihad involves pressure cookers that were used to destroy people at uh, the Boston Marathon. Islamic Jihad is what happened at San Bernardino at a Christmas party in which a woman was brought here on a fiancé visa and then shot up and murdered Americans. Islamic Jihad was waged by a man named Nadal Hassan who on his business card in the army said he was a warrior for Allah. That is Islamic Jihad. But there's also another form of Islamic Jihad because the definition of Islam is submission by the way and there's another form of islamic jihad it's through the sword terrorist attacks but it's also through creeping sharia it's about forcing accommodations forcing this country using our own laws against us in order to take us over from within with advancing sharia san Diego, the san diego school district is on track to be the first sharia complaint school district in this country and it is incredibly disturbing to me that all these years after 9-11 that we have that going on in this country. We have not only forgotten, but we have joined them in the takedown of this country.
8: Yeah, it's really pathetic. And I tell you, we have got to watch what the school districts are doing. But even the national organization, National Education Association, this past month, they've got three million members, all the teachers and school administrators. They've launched a program to change white supremacy culture. And (laughs) they're doing that by playing down the fact that Judeo, Judeo-Christian values are something that need to be looked at critically, and religious beliefs in Christianity and the colonization of the New World is what's led to the hatred Mandre, they say, exists, which is spreading and, and angering and hurting those from the Muslim faith. It's like, are you kidding me? And these are, these are three million members in that National Education Association.
2: Yeah, uh, it's, it's a- <clears throat> that, that what this ultimately is about and what people need to remember when they go into the midterm elections is that the left is partnering with Islam in this country because Islam and Sharia is a political system that hides under the religious protections. It pretends that it's a religion but what it is is a political system. And what it has in, com- in common with the left is it's about a centralized system of power. And there's a reason why Maxine Waters would, was at a mosque in Orange County years ago and what she said to them only a bigot would vote against Sharia. They are partnering with Islam to take us over from within. That's why you have Linda Sarsour, who is pushing for Sharia in this country, doing videos last week. One went viral in which she said she's encouraging everybody to vote Democrat. There's a reason why Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, an avowed socialist who won in New York, went to and stood next to Linda Sarsour and went to a Muslim um, rally in Minnesota they are partnering to, uh, together against us. It's a, they have been starting years ago. They started this in, in our school districts, this anti-American uh, agenda. Then it advanced to not only anti-American, but pro-Islam. And now we've got we've got people coming out that we're and, and I tell you another thing that's that's a part of it as well. Has there ever been a school district that you've heard of, Bob, that actually even taught um, the com, the partnering between Islam and Nazis in terms of the Holocaust?
8: No, they never bring it up. And in fact, there there was a real tie between the Nazi regimes and, and those in the Middle East. It's just, I don't know. It's just something that's forbidden to be said, I guess.
2: Yes, and so what we need to do is we need to speak up. There have actually been the successes that have come about from parents and even non-parents who have become aware of what's going on in these school districts and are starting to push back. There was success thanks to people like you making making uh, uh, Americans aware. Here in San Diego, when there was a... a educational program for sex education that was literally pornographic parents found out about it they came up with their own slogan too much too soon they went to school board meetings and they got it taken from the school board curriculum there was another situation in Oceanside in which uh, parents got together went to a school board meeting and said we're not going to allow this to continue we can fight this but it begins with awareness Right, Bob? People have to understand what's going on, and then they have to get involved. Even if you don't have kids in the school district, you need to understand that the, there is an end game in mind. It's not just going to – it's going to affect you when these kids come out of these schools at 18. Then they go to college. They get further indoctrinated. Then they get out there and vote. Right, Bob?
8: It's true. And, and we've got to be careful because we don't want to lose our culture and our history and our country, which is what they'd like to see happen. So standing up's the only way to do it, draw that line on the sand. Absolutely. And uh, yeah. hold the line.
2: Absolutely. Well, I just appreciate you so much for what you're doing. You know, you're a successful businessman and, you know, you could be retired right now living on an island somewhere. But, you know, you've decided to just really uh, you've recognized you're one of the first people I've met who recognized the dangers of what's been going on in the school district and actually doing something to stop it. We need to push back against this crazy that's going on in the indoctrination. But then we also need to get involved in turning things around and getting back into when we think about economics and what's going on. Uh, we need to get back into focusing the curriculums on ways that are going to help prepare kids to go on and have successful futures, and that also means restoration of shop classes, restoration of, of trade school classes, because not everybody is meant to go on to college. And then as, we, as we've talked about before, kids are coming out. Uh, the the mantra going into the midterms is debt, you know, forgiveness. Well, we don't, we shouldn't be having kids come out of college with $250,000 in debt with worthless degrees. How about we not only push back against the crazy Islamic indoctrination and sex education stuff that's going on, but then also get the curriculums back to an area that's going to help prepare people for their futures, yes?
8: Yeah, I agree completely. Otherwise, we're heading for the cliff. Yes, With half the students unable to finish college and drowning in debt. And and meantime, you got these trade jobs which pay $70,000 to $80,000, and they can't fill them.
2: Absolutely. Yeah, that's that's the one sector. We've got the lowest unemployment and I don't know how many years we're at three point something un, uh, percent uh, unemployment. And it's, it's it's the trades where we don't have enough workers. I wish I had more time with you, um, Bob, but we're out of time here. His book is Facing Reality in American Education. It's Bob Walters. Thank you so much for being here, my friend. Thank you. Enjoy Thank you. your rock and roll. Let me go home. All right. Stay tuned, Andrew Acacia listeners. Go we're going to be back. Home. Don't go anywhere. More A.K. Show coming up. I
5: Sure, follow Andrea Kay on Twitter at Andrea K Show and follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K. Kay, spelled K-A-Y-E.
7: in america someone coming from nothing really can create unlimited success for themselves and their family larry elder the sage from south central here with my friend aaron founder of california deluxe windows a true american success story aaron i've recommended you to my friends and they are so happy with the work you've done thank you larry that really means a lot we all know larry is one of the smartest and most discerning people so if you are selecting windows and doors listen to larry's sage advice and call california deluxe windows well do for you what we did for Larry's friend and family. For the best quality windows and doors made in America, call Aaron at California Deluxe Windows. Ask about 20% off your entire order and one year interest free financing. California Deluxe Windows 888 New Windows. 888 New Windows. He will indeed say, Your house can be covered with potato chips and we wouldn't crack one. CSLB number 774518. Some restrictions apply.
5: Sun Garden Terrace, license number three seven four six zero three four three seven.
1: Francis had been serving as a missionary for 56 years and felt the same love at Sun Garden Terrace.
2: When I walked in, I noticed that the clients and the staff had a very good relationship.
1: Residents like Francis love all the activities, entertainment, and of course, the food.
2: The food is an awful lot, and uh, I like to go to the art for everybody. You don't have to know anything. We have Bible classes. A lot of people come to sing every month, sometimes twice, like rhinestone grannies and uh, um, our laundry's done and put away, and my granddaughter said, I'd like to live here. I could have my clothes put away.
1: Sungarden Terrace customizes individual care and activities based on the unique aspects and abilities of your loved one. You're invited to take a tour, see the renovation of their welcoming memory care wing, and join them for lunch. Visit sungardenterrace.com or call 619-464-CARE. Sun Garden Terrace, because there's such a lot of living to do. Call 619-464-CARE. Most solar
3: companies try to sell you a leased solar system. The owner of your system, the solar company, keeps your 30% federal tax credit, and they don't pass the refund back to you. In fact, their prices remain just as high. My name is Jesse Keegan, owner of Keegan Electric Solar. Most lease systems are too small, so you're still paying the power company and your lease every month. When you own it, you get to use the 30% tax credit. Visit KeeganElectricSolar.com or call 619
6: 742
3: 8376
7: to talk with me today. FM 96.1 AM 1170.
2: The answer. <laughs> Welcome back to the Andrew K. Show. It's Thursday Eve. What you got going on this weekend, man? As we go, <laughs> as we go into the weekend, man.
0: I'll be by the beach. You be by boy. the beach.
2: You yeah, boi, Oh, I think now we're getting into a little flavor, flavor. You know the story uh, that we didn't really talk about last week when it happened because I want to. You know when it happened, I was like, "Is there really any story here that we had this liberal CEO dude, you know, smoking pot on a TV?" No, it was a it was Joe Rogan's podcast. Yes, yeah. And so I wanted to ignore it. And One of the reasons why I did at the time was because it was like, you know, it, it, I was disgusted by it. I thought it was tacky. You know, just because pot is legalized doesn't mean it, it's cool to me. I mean, I never smoked pot before because I. I'll be honest. When I was in high school, I thought it was tacky. I thought the girls who smoked pot were tacky. It's, it was So I thought the story was tacky. What is this CEO of a company doing smoking pot on a podcast? What, I mean, what was the purpose of that? Was that supposed to make him cool?
0: Well, I don't know. For a guy so smart, that was an awfully dumb thing to do. But it kind of does make sense of some of the things he's done lately. You know when they, they came out with the flamethrower? The Tesla flamethrower? No. Yeah, about uh, six months ago, they released a Tesla flamethrower. And people were kind That's of... That's the name
2: of one of his cars?
0: No, it's a, a flamethrower. It's like it an actually, actual flamethrower that what does purpose? six was inches that, of flame.
2: For what? Is that to grill? Is that to, to uh, barbecue? What
0: was the He plan? said that there's many you know useful things for it. But people were just had it for fun, and they showed people in offices. Fire <laughs> chiefs came out and said, like, we're concerned. But I guess it's not against the law to have a flamethrower as long as the flame isn't over 12 inches. Okay. So, his is like a six-inch flame. Well,
2: I have a flamethrower. Mine mine helps crystallize sugar on top of my creme brulee. Does <laughs> that count? <laughs> there you go. That's like a half an inch flame. That's a half an inch That's flame. But the result is quite yummy. But I, you know what? Here's I don't know what it is about Elon Musk, why I can't stand talking about him. I tried to ignore this story. But I guess the story, the reason why it was important was because... Dude, tanked his stock.
0: Yeah, the the stocks took a big hit the day after that video surfaced, and it was interesting because it was the same week where uh, Nike had introduced uh, Kaepernick as a spokesperson, and their stocks didn't weren't as affected as much as Tesla's stocks were affected. So it's like this anti-American, anti-establishment sentiment isn't as worrisome as the CEO smoking marijuana. Was
2: a bit. Why did they? Why did they? Did it? Was it because? I'm trying to trying to get inside the heads of the market and why that was so much of a concern because it is it just because they're thinking this guy may be off the rails mentally? It, it can't be just because he was smoking pot.
0: No, I think that's just one and one of the couple. Uh, and recently, he's been doing some interesting things. He said that he doesn't need uh, public investors. He was talking about taking uh, Tesla private, and that kind of concerned people. So this is just that a, was
2: really irresponsible. I yes. think I did mention that on the show because, in fact, I think that was might have violated some laws. Actually, because it, almost like an insider trading yeah. thing, when you're announcing something publicly like that, that you shouldn't be. In Announcing publicly and what the impact that is to the stocks. Well, so it's it sounds like maybe it's just it, people get nervous when it, you see a president or a CEO kind of really behaving in such a way. Um, he, he's actually behaving in the way that the left is trying to make President Trump out to be erratic, yeah. not really there, not making clear you know sound decisions. And you got to go, gee, if if this dude is behaving like this, maybe we need to get out. Maybe we need to get out and sell our stocks.
0: And he had a, I forget who what the position was, but he had someone from Google that went over to Tesla and they only lasted about a month and before they resigned. And that was within the same kind of little time span here. So people are a little bit concerned. And I guess, you know, I I, you know, the fact that I guess it'd be one thing if he did it in his private time or whatnot, but for him to do it on video on the Joe Rogan podcast, like you're saying, like, oh look at me, I'm so cool. Well, investors don't really want to see the CEO Token it up with some
2: right. yeah, podcast and, guy. Yeah. And did he get in his Tesla and drive under the influence back to his office mm-hmm. and make business decisions? I mean, you have to you have to question the mental capacity of somebody that would do that actually as president and CEO.
0: Yeah. I think that's the main concern. I think it's not so much the marijuana smoking. I think it's the choice that he made to Jud- smoke marijuana. Right. Well, Judgment. Yeah.
2: Well, I've got to be grateful that uh, you all out there listening have shown the good judgment of listening to the Andrea K. Show tonight like you do every night here, 6 to 7 p.m. on FM 96.1 in North County and a.m. 1170. We will be back tomorrow night, Friday fun day. We might have an appearance by CinemaStix actually telling you what you guys should watch over the weekend. I love you all. Follow me on Facebook and on Twitter. Have a great night, everybody. A.K. out.
4: The
3: Andrea K Show is sponsored by Andrea so K. Sell your home for-